Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. I got the allergies. They're kicking my butt. It's it's September. Every since I moved to Kansas, every September hits and man, it's just miserable. David, I'm mm. probably gonna need you to wear a mask, buddy, okay? Wear. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm just telling you right now. You know what I'm gonna make? I'm gonna make little cards that have the latest Cochrane study that just came out. <laughs> that was a meta analysis of all the masking studies. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hand it. Anytime anybody walks up to me and says, Hey, I need a mask, I'm just gonna hand them the card. And I'm not gonna say anything. I'm like, here's the card, there you go, thank you. And then I'm just gonna walk away and that's it. That's it. That's I mean, the conversation. My oh my, my one hope for mask coming back would be to, be to see you walking around venues with a mask hanging from your ear, a drink cup that's been empty for four days, a straw stuck out the top of it, and you sticking your tongue out in the security guard trying to pull the straw in. <laughs> that, that would have, I would have preferred that the drink be full, but for whatever reason, um, in Vegas... It's not a thing. They don't have like 7-Elevens on every corner or QTs. I'm just going to make it very clear to both of you that I feel like I missed out as a content creator and an entrepreneur because seeing how far you could stick your tongue out looking for that straw (laughs) would have been viral (laughs) material. I'm telling you right now. I, I, I think everybody around was scarred, but I... I digress. (laughs) TikTok superstar Chris Enright. Far from it. What are are you up to now? 80,000 followers? 90,000? What are you up to now? On TikTok, uh, I'm only at like 30-something thousand. Only 30,000. Yeah. That's not a lot. Mm -mm. We have three. I mean, compared to the other ones, it's low for sure. What are you talking about? We have three. three. Yeah. Yeah. Look it up. TikTok. We have three. We do, have three what? We, I didn't Lucas know we had one a TikTok, bro. We do have a TikTok. Oh, do you really? Yeah. I, I, I was talking to Rich. You know what they are? All of yesterday. them are? They're Chris Enright's videos and then a cutaway to me just shaking my head going, this is not, <laughs> this is not what we do. And then don't, that's don't the end. That. That's it. That's the entire <laughs> That's the entire TikTok. And for whatever reason, they're not taking off. I don't know why. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why those don't take off, but mine do. What's wrong? What's going on? <laughs> I don't. It must be the ending. They don't like it. <laughs> I enjoy this content. This guy at the end telling me that I shouldn't make music makes me feel bad. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Goofy. Anyway, Chris Enright, how you doing, buddy? I'm good. How are you guys? I'm excited that you're giving away 
some tickets to ASTE. What possessed you to do that? To some rando too. Yeah, it's a great question. I before anything anybody thinks I'm someone special, I'm not. And I will confirm that with before I actually made that video to give away those tickets to that guy. Um, his name's Matt, by the way. Um, I had texted in our group, uh, the one with Jeff and, and Brian and Bryant and Scott and all them. And yeah. I said some not so nice things and shared that video. And then it, I just thought about it for days and days and like just kept eating at me, kept eating at me. And I'm like, man, I'm like, what can I do to help this guy? And I'm like, making another video isn't going to do anything. Most people, when you respond that way, take it offensively. And to be quite honest, I thought when I made the video recommending that he take training, um, I thought he might get offended as well. And I like re-recorded it multiple times to try to get the wording just right because I didn't want him to get offended. And on TikTok, if you're not, like if someone doesn't follow you and you don't follow them, your message doesn't go directly through to them. They have to click on the message or you only get so many limited times. So video was the best way for me to actually get the word out to him. And so he took it great, as you saw from his response video, because as soon as he, I saw that he liked the video and uh, started following me, I messaged him right away and I was like, hey man, I just want you to know like no... Uh, I, I'm not, I don't mean this in any sort of negative way. I just, I've been there. I know where you're at. I've been in those types of situations before and I handled it in a very similar way. And there's a much better way to handle that type yeah. of situation. Yeah. And so he was, like I said, super cool about it. He is coming to the training and I just figured, like I told my wife, I'm like, hey, I offered to pay for some guy's training. I'm like, worst case scenario, we buy the tickets and he doesn't show up and we're out 500 bucks or whatever the cost is. Yeah. I'm like, big deal. We're out 500 bucks. Like, at least we tried. So, yeah. What, sure. So, for those of us that don't like Chinese spyware on our phones, what was the video? <laughs> what was the video about? <laughs> Uh, he was, so he's a mobile mechanic and he was at a guy's house and the guy, the, the customer was saying, Hey, you just installed those fans for, I think $70 and that alternator's way easier to install. You know, it should be less than that. And he, the way he responded was, you know, he, he was like, yeah, you're right. You know, okay, I'll, I'll take care of you. And like the whole, you have to watch the whole video because there's a lot more context than that. And I don't want to take away from the video. Yeah. Um, and he even said when he responded, he's like, you know, that I wasn't even there for those other repairs. He was there for one reason. And the guy kept adding stuff, which again, the training will help with for sure. Mm-hmm. Like it, that way you have a process in place. So they don't just continually add stuff, especially as mobile mechanics. Cause I feel like they deal with some different things than we do. Like I don't have a customer staring at me while I work on their car. I wouldn't Shoe do buddy. it. Shoe buddy. I, I will no never forget. I worked on an RV in the parking lot one time, right? Cause we're, we're a shop that's got a good size parking lot here. And these people came in and they, they said, Hey, we need to make an appointment to get our vehicle fixed. I said, you know what? I can get you in tomorrow. And it looked like it was a serpentine belt on their RV. And I typically don't work on RVs, but I said, you know what? I'll take care of you. You guys are on vacation, blah, blah. Being the dummy that I am, I didn't think about the fact that if they're on vacation, where are they? They're in the RV. Now, she made some delicious cheeseburgers as I was working on their vehicle. And I did sit in the floor of their RV and eat cheeseburgers. It wasn't that bad of a deal 
I got paid. But you don't know how uncomfortable it is. Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Thinking, like they don't even know what you're doing, but you're over here thinking, oh man, do they think I'm an idiot because I just, whatever it is, insert whatever. I could not imagine that. That would be miserable. I would never do that. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I don't would never do it. When I was at the dealership, they had like those big windows that people could watch through. And you always had those clients that would like stare at you. And we would always do goofy stuff on purpose just because we knew they were watching. Like, it's like, don't, it's like watching a, you know, something boiling in a pot. Like the, the more you watch it, the worse it is. So we, <laughs> we do not like that at all. So yeah, we always had some shenanigans going on at the dealership when people well, Turns out this is why he's good at TikTok and Instagram is because <laughs> he's been putting on a show for years. <laughs> Look at the monkey in the mirror. Okay. Oh, geez. <laughs> hey, I like to have fun. What can I say? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm pretty confident that I either wouldn't have clients or I would end up getting sued if I did that in my shop. I'm just going to be real with you. It's going to be bad. Yeah, we don't want anybody looking at anything we're doing in the back. Not because we're doing anything wrong. It's just... Yeah, I, I don't know. They don't know what we're doing. So yeah. why, why are you watching us? Like, yeah. do you know how to do this? No. Okay, yeah. then. Then go away. And so I don't, I don't understand that at all. And we, we just yeah. had somebody come in. They had brake noise. I don't know. Something got screwed up. Anyway, we redid a, a rear brake job for her the whole time she's watching. And and what what do you, what do you think is going on here? At my expense, am I redoing this brake job? <laughs> I'm not charging you a dime. So yeah. you think we sabotaged the last one just to, I don't know, try to get more money? I don't know. I don't even know like what goes through people's heads. I just got a call this morning. We did um, a belt, an oil change, and something else to this vehicle. And she calls me and she's like, hey, this oil, ca- this uh, fuel cap light is on. It wasn't on until I came in for service. It's like, okay. Yeah. Did you check the fuel cap? What, what is it that you think is happening here? Like, do you think we jacked with your fuel cap to make you come back in? What? And, and she's, of course, it's been a week. The car's been gone for a week. But the narrative she's is now. She's filled up twice. Yeah, yeah. She's filled up twice. She Trust me, this vehicle sucks some fuel. 
and I'm sure she's filled up twice and she's just slight, it's slightly loose. But she calls me. She's like, just a few days ago, I had the car in for service. You mean a week ago? So you've driven the car a thousand miles in the last week. And now, now there's a problem, but I'm sure it was just happened. Get out of here. They tell their, they tell themselves these stories and they believe it when it comes out of their mouths. But yep. they know, I think deep down they know, I'm going to say something that seems more plausible and therefore I will get free stuff. Like, what do you think I'm going to do? Think, You've been in dude, for service a thousand times. I'm not, not going to screw anybody. Right there. They'll get free stuff. I, you know, the, the, yeah, but if the, the, if the, it'd be different if there was a fight. Last time you came in, there was a problem. We fought the whole time where I, that's just it. I felt the, the one star review, the one star review, right? We went back and we looked at that, the person who left us that one star review. And, and the, the long story short is, is we looked at this vehicle. She said it was making a noise in the morning. So we looked at the vehicle. We reviewed it. We did not hear that noise. We did our peace of mind process. She could not see the pictures and she could not see the videos and she could not see the notes because she didn't have enough service for that. So she never reviewed our documentation that showed the play in the shock bushings and all of the other things, the spare tire with a big crack in it. Well, yeah. she goes to a, to the previous shop. Now, let me, the logic alone of me telling you all of this work in the front end was just done. And because it's just done, I suspect it's under a warranty. So I would take it back to the other shop and have them do that. I'm going to write you an estimate just so I can document that it needs to be done, but take it back to the other shop. And I'm a rip off because none of those things needed to be done. Now, right. You go and you look at her review history, and, and one that, of the ones that, that stood out. That makes out, perfect sense. I just want to point this out. If your reply is longer than the review, there's a problem. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But but here's the thing is is you go look at her other reviews, and what has she done? She's literally asked people, I will change my review if you'll give me 20% off. I will I will change my review if you'll give me a refund, right? I just had a situation here a few days ago where uh, there is uh, some folks in the shop and they had been in for an AC repair. The AC hose has blown off, right? Like it's blown out of the crimp. It's not connected to anything. And so we explained to them, hey, we have to replace this hose. We'll leak test it when we get done. If we see anything else, we'll let you know. That's just how we roll, right? Nitrogen tested. It holds nitrogen. Everything's good. We send it down the road. Two months later, it comes back, and it's not cooling well, and it's low in refrigerant. So we nitrogen test it again. We go around the vehicle. You know the cup with the paper towel underneath the evaporator, all this stuff go through the whole mix. Well, the rear evaporator has dye in it, right? And it's dripping. So we take the panel off. We look at it, and, and we look at the rear evaporator, and it's completely saturated in dye. You need a rear evaporator. Well, it wasn't doing that before. Uh, I'd say it probably was, but like we didn't work back there. We worked up here. Well, if if the manufacturer had done that repair, they would cover it. They wouldn't. What? They wouldn't cover it long. They'd be out of business. You know what I'm saying? They'll and, goodwill it in a lot of cases, right? And so that's a big part of the problem is that they're just giving, 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 giving. They're losing the profitability of the business by doing so. And so I thought it was so funny. They took it to the manufacturer, and they were super nice. They weren't disrespectful or anything. They were super nice. They took it to the manufacturer, and they said, hey, 
Can you tell us where the AC leak is? And I told him, I said, I want you to go to them and I want you to not say a word about what I've told you. I want you to go to them and just ask them to find the leak. And they came back and they said, oh my gosh, they said that the main evaporator is leaking. It's like $9,000 to replace it. And I'm like, well, how did they come to that conclusion? Oh, we watched them do it. They held this little machine around and they went around all the vents. And when they got to that one vent, it went off. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, did you ask them about the rear evaporator? Oh, yeah. After the fact, we showed them the pictures and they said, well, you guys are wrong. Those never fail. It's always the front one. They need to do that first. And I'm like, God, almighty, damn. <laughs> what kind of vehicle was this? It's a Volvo. And you can, dude, oh, you can see it. Like, I've got a picture of just clear dye running out of the rear evaporator, man. And they're like, no, we need to replace the front one what first. Are, what is with these dealerships? I had that BMW. The guy shot a video. And they, they told her it was an evaporator and we ran the test and we're like, this evaporator is not failing. And she's like, well, I got a video. I'm like, send me the video. And the guy's going, wee, wee, wee. See, yep. look, it's going off. It's like, it's no, no training. Exactly. Well, and never had any sort of training like that. That's not just training on the equipment. That's that's not just training on the equipment because I can understand. I don't know how to use this particular leak detector. That's not understanding 1234 YF. In a BMW yep, dealership, I'm but that's it's what a I'm BMW saying. dealership. No, this isn't like there's a no training. None. Uh, look, they're I, taking I modules seen, online. I have seen. So but one of the modules stuff. would have been like, "Hey, this, these are teeny tiny molecules. It's really hard to find leaks, and but so the leak detector are, is eighteen thousand times more sensitive. And if you just sniff at it, it's going to go off." You're taking into the consideration that they're actually reading the modules. There were so many people at our dealership that had somebody else take their tests for them. Yes. And I, paid that's them what I was getting ready to just say. so they could have them done because the dealership wants you at 80% complete. That that is exactly what I was getting ready to say. Is that I have seen so many unqualified and, and I'm not talking about the great dealership technicians. Please don't misunderstand. I think there's tons of great dealership technicians. But I am talking about the guys who have have worked the system year after year after year after year just to get paid. And and you know, it was it was one here locally, 60 some year old man that they hired that's a master level such and such technician. I'm not gonna call the name of the brand because everybody will know who I'm talking about. Um Chris Enright just disappeared, David. No, it's it's still uploading. Okay. Um but so long story short, you know, here he is, he's working for this dealership, comes to work for him as this master technician. Turns out he wasn't a master technician at all. Somebody else had taken all of his tests and they hired him as the only master in the dealership. <laughs> so, it's like, uh, the place is on fire. Are these Whoops. the same technicians that are demanding higher pay and better benefits and blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. Why is it? Why? I don't get it. Hey, we're I terrible mean, at our ways. jobs. How's it going? How's it both ways? What? What are you talking about? Because there are crappy owners and crappy techs. Yes. It doesn't matter That's which true. way you cut, slice it, or dice it. It they there are sucky owners. I've seen story mm-hmm. after story. People messaging me. I've got one on my phone where the yep. guy was. The owner was not giving him any vacation time. When the owner took a vacation, he forced the tech to take time off unpaid. He. Um, was basically stringing him along as hopes of possibly part owning the dealer or the the shop, not the dealership. And basically it was paying him 
crap money. Anytime it was slow, he didn't get paid. He didn't have any sort of guarantee. And he's like, do you think I should leave? I'm like, what do you mean? Do you think, do I think you should leave? Yes, leave. There's a thousand other, other shops out there that I, I would have never stayed there that long. I'm like, listen, dude, I'm like, go around. And I said, I guarantee you, you'll find a place that'll pay you more, give you vacation time, give you benefits. And that's exactly what he did. And that's exactly what he found. Um, and I, he was like, well, how much should I ask? I'm like, I don't know. How good are you? I'm like, you're got to be the one to judge how good you are. I said, just keep in mind, every tech thinks, well, not every, but most techs think they're better than what they truly are. And they're not. I thought I was better than what I was until I opened a shop. Then I realized how bad I sucked. <laughs> Dude, I'm, hey, the, the, I, here's the problem. Here's the problem. There are far more technicians than there are shop owners. There are far more yes. technicians than there are shop owners. And I'm saying that overwhelmingly, the shop owners are always crying about their pay and then and then. Look, look just through our, our comments on our teeny tiny YouTube channel. Nothing compared to yours, but you look through our comments. You were teeny tiny jelly YouTube or something, would you? What's that? I'm not, I'm not at all peanut butter and jelly. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> if if I were, I'd be doing the dancing too. I'd be like, mm, 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 mm. anyway, anyway. I <laughs> if you look through our comments, you always get the the salty guy that's on there talking about how the disrespect the technicians are and and how underpaid and how they've been abused for so long and they're finally leaving the industry and going to better industries and they're getting so paid so much more money and blah 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 yeah those are the exact same technicians that were just getting click 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 take the test or have somebody else take the test for me because i'm not gonna be bothered to learn how 1234 yf works because i'm never gonna have to work on this ever again in my entire life like what is wrong with people i like i understand if it's hr it's like, hey, we you need to take this HR co- course on not hitting people in the in the nipple with your with your uh, towels, or hey, don't you play grab still ass. Not in the, let that go, man. You <laughs> my still my, my nipple was purple for a month. <laughs> anyway, don't play grab ass in, in the in the service lane. Like the, I can understand just clicking through those. Because you're like, okay, great. I'm I'm not gonna play grab ass in the in the service lane, uh, or I'm not gonna like walk up to the female service advisor and hey, toots, how you doing? That's a nice top you're wearing today. Like, don't do that if you're working in a professional environment, right? That's common sense. If I'm forced to do that every year, then yeah, I'm just clicking through and I'm, I'm gonna put. But hey, there's this new technology you need to learn about. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna pay attention. I don't, I don't, that, I don't get I don't, it. Like, man, why would you, so. I, don't, I don't get it. I, why? I think that's what's happening. Because they pay you a certain way, which makes you, they, they treat you as if they want you to be a machine in the shop. And the way you get paid is flat rate. I know it's a touchy subject, but we were trained one way and paid one way. And so they got upset when we didn't get paid to take training or take classes. And so it's like, well, you're not paying us when the shop is slow. You only want to pay us when the shop is busy and we can turn you hours over hours over hours. Uh, But when things get tough, then we get left hung out to dry. And I can't tell you how many times when I was at the dealership, the prices would go up for customers and our labor times would go down. And we always complain. We're like, why does our labor time go down and the price for the customer goes up? Because they were trying to get their ELRs where they needed to be. Yeah. And that's fine. Get your ELR where you need to get it. But stop sacrificing the people that are doing the work to make you the money. And that was yeah. always our frustration I, as the tech side of things. 
I saw a, hey, everyone, it's Lucas. I'm sorry to jump in, but I thought it was important to come and say this. You know, I'm often asked, why do we always talk about Kim and Brian Walker and shop marketing pros on the show? It's because we genuinely believe in their product. Why do I use them for my own marketing? In fact, they're building me a new website right now. It's not cookie cutter. I kept getting on Facebook and every shop looked the exact same. I didn't want to be that. And it's not just that. It's that they're part of your team. When you hire them to do your marketing, they get to know you. They know what you believe. They know what you say and they know why you do what you do. And they share that with your clients. That's huge. And beyond all of that, probably the most important factor in all of this is they stand behind their work. So don't wait. Go today and get your free marketing analysis from Shop Marketing Pros. They're genuinely our friends and they're genuinely here to help shop owners have a better life. Click on the link in the show notes for your free marketing analysis today. That's right. It's free. doesn't cost you a dime. Insane estimate the other day. And I, I want to say, um, well, I, I don't want to call the brand out, um, but there, there was a estimate written and it was very, very clear that the labor rate had gone way up. It had the right labor time on the ticket, but the labor rate was unbelievably high. And you could tell it was like, hey, I'm trying to hit my numbers. Right. Because they were open about how long it should take. And I mean, we're not talking about a little bit more than what I would charge. Right. And I, I just said, look, I'm sure it's a mistake. Call them back. Uh, they're, they're honest people. They're good people. Give them a call. I'm sure they'll make this right. But dude, I mean, we're talking about it was over $1,500 more labor than I would have charged on a job. And, and for it to be that big of a difference on, on a, on a two hour job, you know what I'm saying? And not have a miscommunication to put an alternator on a vehicle? Come on now. Something's got to be wrong. Maybe it was the oil cooled or oil coolant cooled. Oh, no, it wasn't. It, was like, it wasn't. Uh-huh. It, was, it was a 1.1 on standard book with no matrix on it. It was 1.1. Really? I always wonder about those. You do see those from time to time. Not often, but you do see those like yeah. random, like insanely high estimates. That's, that's why I said I thought it was a mistake. But it seems it to probably be happening. didn't want the customer. It's like, hey, here's well, an extra thousand. It seems to be happening at the, the end of the feet. month, consistently well, with multiple different customers. I don't necessarily right blame the, the dealership for trying to pad the the invoices because, like, those those big cushy leather chairs and those eighteen televisions running you know, Direct TV, and they have different channels, and then you got the kids' corner, and you got the the coffee machine, you got the snack bar, all that costs. All of it costs. Like, how, how else are you going to pay for that? You're not doing it selling cars because that's got to pay for all the other junk on the front end, right? So while the customer's sitting there in the, in the lap of luxury and they're allowed to wait for this seven and a half hour job they're going to do, it's like, oh, I'll just sit here and wait. It's a really nice area. It's like, okay, great. You're going to pay for all of that. Every moment that you're in there is costing you additional dollars because you're mm-hmm. choosing to pay – because the dealership has to pay for all that overhead. So like, yeah, I mean, and you factor in the goodwill stuff, right? What do you end up with? Really high labor rates and really high labor times. And you know what? You you can't go like, they're not going to give the technician any more money. They can't like, where's it coming from? They don't have any more. So the moral of the story kiddies is, uh, to work at the dealership. Uh, leave the dealership. <laughs> hey, I made a lot of money nice. at the dealership. I I can't. I mean, it was the the po- the politics were horrible, but I made a lot of money there, so yeah. I can't say anything. I mean, if you're good at flat rate, you can make a lot of money. 
I just, I, I could not take the politics anymore. That's what drove me out. So, <clears throat> Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it, it all comes back to training and experience. And I don't know, like as the tech side of things anyways, like if you want more money, if you feel like you deserve more money and you are want to get better, then go take your own training. If the shop's not paying for it, pay for it yourself, move yourself up the ladder. I mean, that's what I did. I just worked my way, myself up. I, you, they weren't paying for nothing except for Honda training, of course. You but anything own, outside of that, it wasn't happening. You own that knowledge, right? Yeah. And so one of the things that I look at is there's a lot who say the owner should pay for training. I completely agree with that. You guys know I train my people. I, I pay for massive amounts of training for my people, and it doesn't hurt my feelings a bit. I love it. I love going and going to the training with them. I enjoy it. But I'm going to tell you right now, like if you're a technician and you're sitting here telling me that because my owner – of this shop is not going to pay for my training. I'm not going to go. How silly is that? Right? Because if you're looking at this like a career, you're looking at this as I'm going to turn wrenches until I'm 50 or 60 years old. I need to be as proficient as possible so I can be fast and earn a lot of money. It's silly to say, well, I'm not going because they're not paying. And, and, and look, we've had this conversation before and I want to touch this very carefully I have found that a lot of technicians are, are very bad with managing their money. Okay? That's what I was going to say. I'm not going to say that that there's not some that don't earn what they should. But many, 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 many of the ones who have come to me since we started the channel and started getting all these messages and emails and stuff like that, when we slow down and we start talking about it and we really dig into the numbers, it's like, bro, you earned a lot of money. Well, I don't have any money. Okay, if you spend more than you make, you never will, and you can earn more. And if you spend more than you make, then you will never have money. Let's talk about what you're spending money on. Well, I wanted this thing, and I wanted a new computer, and I wanted a new scan tool, and I wanted this, and I wanted that. Great. Then save for it and get it and, and put some money back. But if you if you spend every dime you make, you're not going to have money. And so they say, well, I'm not paid, and I don't have the money to go do it. You need to be saving to go to these trainings. It's going to create opportunity for you. It's going to create growth for you. If if you want to be seen as an elite technician and paid as an elite technician, then you have to earn the status of elite technician. The way you do that is through training. It's as yep. simple as that. And it's not just techs with bad money management. I mean, you see it with Mm-mm. clients oh, all the buddy. time. Like, they, you know, they say they don't yeah. have the money for a car repair. Then a week later, they're going out on vacation or whatever else. And, like, that's what I was just talking to my wife about this the other night. I'm like, you know, when we – didn't have money, guess what we were not doing? Going on vacation twice a year, even yeah. once a year. There were multiple years we never went on vacation because guess what? We did yeah. not have the money and we were young. We got married young. And did we make all the right decisions? Not even close. I had lots of credit card debt. I had car debt. I had uh, student loan debt from going to a tech school. But once I got out of debt, I stopped having more debt and I paid everything off and now I just pay for everything in yeah. cash. It sucks. It takes longer. I don't enjoy it all the time, but it's uh, I'm an adult and just like Dave Ramsey says kids do what feel good, adults devise a plan and stick to it. Like Amen. Y- you can't always do what feels good. Uh, I don't know. Dave, listen, I mean, podcast hosts are the worst that. money what, people. Adults, uh, yeah, no, adults. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he hasn't talked uh, to enough adults. Look, I just had a girl sitting in my lobby. We needed rear brakes. She, she's like, oh, I think it's a belt squeal. I'm like, okay. And the noise only happens when you move. Uh-huh. 
but the engine's running. Uh-huh. That's not a belt squeal, dear. You need to come in. She comes in. Back brakes are gone. Front brakes are almost there. It's le- leaking out of the radiator. It's a Dodge Durango. That's what happens, right? And and she's sitting there, like, looking at my prices. The conversation when she, when she made the appointment was, hey, uh, if I have to leave it, I'll figure something out. But I just want to get the car fixed. Then she saw the cost. And all of a sudden, she's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I really need to do this. I might just try to wing it or try to make it down to, to my dad's and this, that, and the other. She was moving out of state. And meanwhile, she's telling this to, to my service advisor sitting in her $300 Jordans. Like, yeah. What are you, what are you doing? The $300 Jordans, but you don't have brakes? I don't understand. You, you know, I had a conversation. Who's paying $500 to do brakes? The people that aren't wearing Jordans. They bought reasonable <laughs> shoes. Listen, then, <laughs> I, I had one recently, that same story. He drove all the way from another state to come back to visit family. Brakes were gone. It, caliper, piston blew out. Tires were gone. Give him the full inspection. He's like, hey, his dad's going to drive from the other state with a trailer and tow it back. And I said, by the time he drives here, spends all the money in gas. Blows two trailer up, tires. <laughs> it ended up being a diesel. Drive all the way here with a diesel, with a trailer. Picked up the car, drove it all the way back to do the brakes to save a little minimal money. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. And then two weeks later, I find out the kid totals the car because he hydroplanes. Because guess what? They didn't didn't look at the inspection and they didn't put tires on it. And it's like, okay, you just spent all that money that you thought you were saving. And instead of doing the proper thing and fixing it correctly and having the professional fix it, you think that you're saving money. You're not saving money. It drives me nuts when people say that. You're not saving money. Exactly. And those people, what I've found about it is they're always, because they're always so short, what are they doing? They're always looking back to us to say, hey, what are you going to do about this? And and they're look. it's not that, that they actually think it's your fault. It's that they don't have any money and they're grasping at whatever straw they can trying to get whatever they can get from wherever they can get it because they don't have any other options. You know, and and look, this whole deal, it, it's making me think, George came back to work for me. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you know George. David knows George. I don't think so. And so George came back to work for me. He's been through some really rough stuff family-wise and everything else. And when he comes back to work and he said, you know, he said, I had an epiphany a while back. I said, George, what was that? He said, You know, he said two years ago, he said, I was saying, Lord, thank you for giving me the money that I needed to take my family on vacation and to come down here and sit on the beach and, and, you know, really enjoy life. And he said, the epiphany was that I didn't have the money to do that. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, if my car had broken, I wouldn't have been able to get back. He said, if, if I had lost $20 out of my wallet, I wouldn't have been able to feed my family to get them home. I barely had enough gas to get us back. And I recognize now that it wasn't smart financially to do that. I thought that I had the money because I had those dollars right now sitting in my wallet, but I didn't realize I'd already spent them. And I thought, wow, how, how pivotal is that? Of a realization. And, and you know, George is a, is a grown man and he's never had to be the person who was managing his money. His wife was the money manager. And so now he's moved into a role where he's handling all of his own finances personally. And it, it, it's neat to see that click finally. But, you know, it's so interesting to see that and see the spot that people get themselves into. And, and, you know, I've talked to my technicians about that. Bro, you know, we had this conversation a while back. Uh, 
well, it's going to save me money. How is buying a $4,000 tool saving you money? I've never heard of that, right? Like, explain this. It doesn't I mean, make sense. People say that all the time, like, because I share all my tools and stuff and do yeah. the tool reviews, and they're like, hey, should I upgrade? I'm like, is your old tool broken? No. Then no, you shouldn't upgrade. Don't upgrade just to upgrade because it's nice and shiny. Yeah, what, new. What, like, what, are, what is wrong with you? You are selling the tool. For the people. I'm not. Yes. No. Yeah, you I'm tell them. Sharing. Yeah. No. If you can afford it, buy the tool. Guess what? Buy three they of them. They ain't paying me <laughs> Give them to away advertise that tool. So I'm not going to oh, no, force people. Oh, no, forget it. Yeah, no, forget it. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's, the, that's a major problem with this industry, not just yeah. the shops and the owners and all the techs and everything else. <laughs> even all the tool companies are cheap as all get out too. So You know, even if you're not going to use shopware, you should just buy shopware and have it in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you use Techmetric. Great. Buy shopware and just don't use it. Just let it go in the background. It'll be fine. Hey, I'll do if anything one more for person any company comes into the if group. it's a good <laughs> – if one more person comes into the group and says, uh, parts tech sucks because it never works with tech metric. Well, we told you not to use tech metric. I don't understand why you're mad. <laughs> like, we I, told I left you. that group. I left that group. What group, group are you group? in? What do you think is happening here? talking about the tech metric here? group? No, no, no. no, no, no. We're not in a tech the, metric group. Well, maybe Lucas. I was in, in that group, group and not. it was... I was in that group and I left it because all it was was a bunch of whiny crybabies crying about how it doesn't work. And I said, if you all had all day to manage like I had it, then you wouldn't be crying. You'd be thankful for what you had. <laughs> you'd be making of, something work, babies, baby. Whatever man. you got to like, do. <laughs> oh, my tech metric wasn't working this morning for five minutes. You guys need to get this figured out. I'm like, it's five minutes. Shut up. Like, wait for a second. They act like the world's coming to an end. It drives me nuts, man. I, man, automotive is full of divas. They really are. I don't know, like, how we ended up with so many divas in automotive, but, and it, I don't know. I mean, maybe it was David's Barbie video. I guess that was it. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's why we're like, I, I would never want to do software. Those, those guys, I don't know. Oh, gosh. Yeah. No way. I, yeah. They, that is awful because the minute something, hey, you don't know how to use this. Watch this video. I'm not going to watch the video. Why doesn't it work? You don't know how to use it. Did you watch the, the video? Not there. The video. There's a I'm not video for you. this. There was a post in that group specifically about somebody complaining that was a. They just didn't know how to use it. I'm like, I my comment as it always is was very snarky, and I said, I remember my first time using TechMetric. <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me! Like, how do you have it and you don't know how to use it? Then you're going to come in here and complain, and complain because yeah. you don't know how to use it, and you're going to yes. have to edit that out because yep. I was slamming the table. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. Don't I, uh, it's I the don't same thing with shopware. It's the same thing with all of them. It's always and and then they but the, far the fewer complaints with shopware because it's so great. There's we. Get far fewer complaints hey, listen, absolutely shopware is happily <laughs> no. hey. able to reach out to me and i will happily <laughs> advertise them on my page for a small fee Here, here's the thing is that that the people who complained about shopware went to TechMetric, and they they were really upset about shopware they go to TechMetric, and now they're complaining about TechMetric. Tech metric, they're, yeah. going they're going somewhere else it's you know? it's like i i watched a video i can't remember who it was but the guy was talking about price some sort of rich, you know, successful entrepreneur. And he was saying like, 
the business owner was saying, yeah, people complain at this price. And he was like, well, then you need to raise your prices. And they're like, what? And he's like, if they're complaining at $199, they're yeah. going to complain at $299. If they complain at $299, they're going to complain at $499. If they complain at $499, they're going to complain at $1,000. He's like, they're not just complaining about your price. When they go to the grocery store, they're complaining about the cost of groceries. Yes. When they go to the gas station, they're complaining about the co- cost of gas. Some people just complain about everything. And I don't know. There's just like that woe is me. I hate life. Yep. Complain, 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 whatever. Um, I don't know. Life is short. I don't have time for that kind of garbage. <laughs> so, no, just sir. not my thing. Just not my thing. So, yeah, that's why I go to training. <laughs> that's how you learn, right? <laughs> you don't have to complain. If you had a little bit of common sense and a little bit of knowledge, you can go a long way. I mean, it's just, David? No, we're all destined to struggle and then die. I'm just convinced <laughs> we're going to struggle and then die. You know why you go to training? That's your cross to bear, bro. It's it's a fun time. You get to go see everybody. You get to get mean mugged by me if you come to (laughs) ASTE. And that's that's a lot of fun to get to mean mug everybody in person. You know the look on the faces of people that Lucas walks up and handshakes with. It, it is hilarious. I am much shorter than Lucas. Lucas is like, what are you, six foot two or six foot three? Six foot one, somewhere in there. No, okay. Let's say six foot three because it makes me feel better. So he's, <laughs> I mean, he's much taller than I am, right? And so I'm, I'm the, I'm the short pudgy guy standing next to the, the large guy and he walks up. So, so he has no problem walking up to absolutely anybody. Much larger men to me, like that's a big guy, not to Lucas. He's just the guy. So he walks yeah. up and he'll shake the hand of everybody and people that just talk massive amounts of shit about him. <laughs> he walks up with a big old, Hey, how you doing? And he's in there, shakes his hand and the look on their faces, gold, gold. <laughs> it is hilarious because See, they're I'm, like, I'm super tiny. I can't do that. I feel like. I'm so small, like I can't do that. He doesn't. He doesn't bat an eye. He's like, "Oh yeah, that guy was talking all sorts of shit." And and, you know, we walk in. I'm like, "Hey, you you saw what that guy said about you, your family, your family's family, your your in laws, your dog." You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, I saw." That's why I stopped and said hello. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So you miss all of that. So if you want to catch that. Just follow but Lucas I, around I'm and always, he's like I, floating. I'll be honest with you. I just it occurred to me what you're saying here. I always thought they were kind of sniffing the air trying to figure out what that smell was. They didn't realize it was burning denim from you jogging. Uh, <laughs> so my thighs there. just yeah, they get hot just <laughs> rubbing back Shoot. and forth trying to keep up with Lucas as he strides his three steps. You know what the most the most uh, enriching thing I've ever purchased was? A What's pedometer. That? That pedometer inflates my whatever. Like, you know, you'd walk two miles, and for you, Lucas, at your normal strides, you'd probably be at, I don't know, 3,000 steps. I'm at 6,500, walking the same two miles because my legs are just flying just trying to walk <laughs> the same distance. And I'm like, look at my look at my steps today. I'm so <laughs> proud of myself. I'm so healthy. Look at my steps. Yeah. That's how I am. I take really small steps, but I'm super short too. So I take twice as many as most. Hey, don't worry. The new ASTE venue has children's urinals for folks like <laughs> Brandon Steckler and Tanner Brandt. We made All sure the small people. We, we asked. No, 
We're not right. small. We're average sized. <laughs> what are you talking about? The average height in America is five foot seven. Five foot seven. I got to remind that to all the giants that work at my stupid shop too. Those freaking behemoths, those Sasquatch looking mother effers in my shop who walk up to me going, hey, it must be terrible for a short person who can't reach this thing. And I'm like, I'm not short, dude. I'm average height. You're just really tall. No, I'm not that tall. What are you talking about? You're six foot three. What are you talking about? You hit your head in places you shouldn't. I don't I, know if I agree with that because when I go shopping for clothes, they never have my size. I'm five foot six and everything is huge, huge. I'm like, do they not believe that there are small people left in the world or what? Drives David's crazy. been looking for a big and short men's store for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Big and short. <laughs> yeah, don't go into the big and talls. That's depressing. You ever been in a big? You you haven't. You're not a big guy. But like you know, you get you get to a certain size. You're like, hmm, I want to eat that cheesecake. <laughs> but now, like the jeans don't fit. So you go to the big and tall store, and you're like, hey, you got any fat short clothes? And they're like, no, everything is like 46, 48. What? What is that even a size? Yeah, here it is. It's like, okay, I'm going back to Walmart. Man, the the worst investment I've ever made. And and I my wife is still mad about it. Half my employees are still mad about it. My cousin worked for me, okay? And he comes in and and we've got pictures of this. His new nickname, he's not here anymore, but his new nickname is Fody Foe. Um because he comes in and he tells the uniform <laughs> guy that he wears 40 44s. And the uniform guy says, You do what? And he said, Yeah, I wear 40 44s. I'm like, Dude, there's no way you don't wear 40 44s. I promise. He's like, Are you telling me I don't know my own clothes size? And I said, Yes, I am. And he said, Well, I'm telling you, I wear 40 44s. And I told the uniform guy, I was like, I tell you what, I was like, Order him. He's like, Dude, that's going to be $700, 650 something. And I said, Dude, order him. I just, I have to at this point, I have to prove to the kid. I, I spent $650. These things come in. He holds them up to his chin, man. <laughs> These pants are up to his chin, and they're still not even to the floor. I've got pictures. I'll post it in the group. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that Probably was a bad investment, huh? Speaking of fat yeah. guys, uh, Chris Enright decided, he's like, hey, I want to be miserable for the next month and a half, two months, two and a half months. You signed up for the hard 75. Oh, yeah, 75 hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why that I'm sitting here chugging 25? my water. Yeah, so like I looked at the list and I'm like, you know, I could probably get this all done. The gallon of water, gallon of water. Does it count if it's soda? No, <laughs> it has to be water. It has there's, to be water. There's water in soda. Doesn't count. I can't Doesn't do the count. water. Like I can do, it, I can do probably half a gallon. A gallon. When you're because at some point you're like, can I do the squeezies? You know what I'm talking about, the little squeezy things, right? Yes. The crystal lights but and the Mios. You can add that stuff to that, I think. So no, at then, least then, as I'm far good, as I know. I can do the gallon then. I it like when you're working out twice a day, I feel like it's not as hard. Like I only the second day, it was weird. Like the first five days I struggled with something different every day, but the second day I had a really hard time with the water. And like I was up till eleven thirty at night trying to just finish my water. I'm like, I am not failing this stupid thing on the second day. So I was but like, it's the super second day. I know, but you have to start. It would be different if you're 31 days in. Yeah, but you're just on the second day. No, no, no. 31 days in, you're like I'm staying up. I was supposed to start on this previous Monday, but when I worked out the math, 
uh, it's past Thanksgiving and I cut out bread and sweets for my diet. Uh-huh. And so I was like, I'm not doing that. There ain't no way I'm giving up my stuffing and my rolls and <laughs> yeah, all the, the junky that. stuff on Thanksgiving. No. So I was like, so I started the next day because I was like, screw it. I'm not doing it. So I'll finish the day before Thanksgiving or two days before or something like that. So I was like, well, that's not what I planned, but it is what it is. But yeah. But see, they I mean, don't dictate the diet. No, right? you can do whatever diet you want. It just has yeah. to be some sort of diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, I just know. it that was just personal. I wanted to do the the bread and sweets just for me, and then I wanted to do the ten pages of reading a day. Those were like my main focuses, and so I was like, ah, uh, I'm one count? of those types of people. Uh, no, has to be reading. No audiobooks. Yeah, that I listened to a ton of audiobooks, and I was like, oh, I'll just listen to audiobook. Well, then I listened to the podcast where he like lays everything out, and he was like, no, no audiobooks. It has to be physical reading, and it has to be a nonfiction book too. Yeah, that's so, no problem. That's no problem. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's honestly not been bad. the the The, the workouts are getting better, and um, the water's getting a lot easier. Like last night, but I was like done walking by seven. is considered right. Like you can yeah, go yeah, walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, forty five so like minute first... walk in the evening outside, and then your morning exercise forty five minutes indoor lifting weights or whatever. Right. So yeah. that I mean, the workouts aren't that bad. The the problem, all of it is doable. It's the it's the seventy five straight days. Because seventy five days, and you have, have to that fit kind it of all attention. in. Like, well, <laughs> most most days are are routines. Like you know, your root, you just have, you have to get to that routine. Yeah. You get up at yeah. a certain time, like that first week that you're getting up extra early, so you can work out, so you can squeeze in a 45 minute workout. That gets hard, but a week later, two weeks, then it rolls into three weeks, and then it just becomes a routine. And you're just like, "Hey, it's yeah. just Monday. Monday, I get up at 4:30, and then I do X, Y, and Z, and then I leave for work." And see what I'm saying? It's like, so it's just yeah. it's just a matter of getting into a routine. The problem, though, is the days that you can't routine. The days where you're like, hey, it's the weekend and all of the family wants to go out for morning breakfast. Yeah. And it's like, that, that's what's got me. Well, okay. right? That, that's what got me out of my entire, you know, my exercise and everything that I was doing is like after I ended up getting kidney stones. So that broke one routine. And then I, you know, my back's been a problem. So that breaks another routine. And then like to get back to it, once you drop it, dude, it's unreal how hard it is. I mean, it's, it's tough to get it's back. It's very hard to routine. get back. I mean, I not like like I thought about that. Like when we go to ASTE, like I'm still going to be doing it during ASTE, so I'm going to have to. Wake I think up it's easier when you're out of dumb. town. I think it's easier and it when might you're be like I don't have you don't a have gym. Your so the, well, my wife will be with me, so but I won't have the kids. Yeah. So you know, not to change subjects. I'm going to change subjects. Um, there have been a lot of giveaways for AST this year between scholarships and giveaway. Yeah, there's been a lot of people talking about it. How many really people are registered? It's going to be substantially like it's over. It's we've already surpassed last year. Nice. And and so that means we've surpassed every other year. And what's interesting about that is we were talking about it yesterday. So they just got another diamond sponsor yesterday, right? That's never happened before. Like people last are minute. still calling trying to sponsor the show. Yeah. And nice. like yesterday there were like 25 or 30 more registrations. And it's like holy cow because registrations previously had been done by now and and we could all like go do our own thing and we didn't even have to talk if we didn't want to like there was no need to you know have conversations about challenges this that or the other and now this year it's like registrations are still rolling like when we opened the day we opened registration and so like that's why they went and got the extra hotel room blocks and everything else didn't dills doing a giveaway or something like that 
Yeah, we're supposed I to. I don't know. I didn't see. Away. Well, that's because uh, we haven't announced it yet. We better get on that. We're giving something away. Yeah. It's just like I told you, though. Like, until you have people talking about it that are going to reach yeah. a market yeah. that you're never going to reach. And let's be honest, the marketing for it in the past has not been good. I mean, I never even knew it existed for the first yeah. 13 years in the industry. None of them. I mean, Vision, ASTE, STX, didn't even know they existed. So the yeah. marketing is is not good. And Jeff and I have talked about this a lot with this podcast. Like, you... Until you get into some of these people that have large followings, which I know, obviously, this is my world now, so it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit different perspective, but people that are creating content have different followers than the ASOG yep. group will ever reach or a yep. shop owners are ever going to reach. There's technicians out there following them that were like me that have no idea. I mean, again, uh, I'll say this. That's how I found out about the podcast was through Cody Gaddy from his YouTube channel. Had yep. I not been following him and watching his video and then saw him on the podcast, I would have never known. Still probably be doing my thing. Still, still one of our best be performing strong. podcasts. <laughs> yep. Cody Yaddy. Hey, hey, there you go. So like that, that alone shows you the power of content creators and what they can do. I just of wish more of these places would realize that and start working with them. Like Rich... Uh, coming, that's huge. Like him finding out about it because yeah, dude. Uh, Man, PSK we, Mike, I think, is the one that he did a stitch to one of Rich's videos. And I don't know yeah. Mike; I've seen his name, but Mike he did Molesky? a stitch. I don't know if the, I think that might be who it is. I think so because he did it. That's yeah. him. So yeah, that's yeah, him. Mike he did Molesky, a stitch yeah. and then told him about because Rich was complaining about a customer situation, and Rich was like, "Hey, man, you know, there's so many better ways you can handle this." I highly recommend you go to training. And then I commented on that video. I was like, dude, absolutely. This training changed my life. And he was like, where are you going? I said, ASTE. I said, and that's yeah. kind of what got that whole thing going. And so when people like that, with those types of followings, start talking about it, again, that, that's how you change people. the industry, right? Yes. And, and you know, for me, it's a like, I care about the one by one basis, right? So I was talking to Rich yesterday and we were talking about the deal with the Audi. Who the hell is right? Rich? And what are we talking about here? Who's Rich? Ford, Ford boss me. me. And so we're talking about the Audi and we're talking about like what he's going through with that. And I'm like, bro, if you knew how many times I did exactly what you've done right here, exactly in the situation you're in. And I promise you, like you can go get a coach and they'll tell you not to do this. And it will take you 10 times of them telling you not to do this. I promise you from someone who's done it, here's what you have to do to get out of it. And then don't ever do it again because it can like, it's terrible. It's miserable. Yeah. Right. And Total. so like those situations, like think about how it improves the life of someone who ha- has never heard those things, never had those opportunities to learn about that. And here he is. He's running a shop. He's doing a really good job. He's putting his whole heart into it. And then there's these little problems. Man, think about how defeated we used to get when that happened and how many notches it would take you down. Mm-hmm. And now to have somebody in your network, right, whether it's one of us, whether it's somebody in the group, whether it's another shop owner, and the ability to go to a show like AST and network, and you can reach out to that person and say, hey, man, this happened. Oh, dude, I remember the first time I did that, right? Yep. Like, And it shows you that there's something after that, that life goes on and it's great and it doesn't matter, but don't ever do that again and here's how to fix it. That That's the most valuable thing as a business owner you'll ever find. That's exactly why I paid for that guy's, for Matt's uh, training was because, like I said, I've been there, I've done that. And I'm like, until he actually goes and takes training and actually learns this stuff, and he has to physically be there. 
I could yeah. tell him all day long, message him, video, uh, do video stitches back and forth until he sits in the class and puts himself there. He's not going to know. And I, I thought about like, should I pay for everything? Should I just pay for his training? I'm like, I want him invested himself too. So if he <laughs> says yes, equity. at least he has some money into it. I'll pay for, you know, obviously the ticket and the ASOG dinner. And then he has to pay for whatever else, which another owner reached out to me, shout out to David Hall, and said that he would help pay for some of his expenses David as well. Awesome. Yeah. So that was great. And that's why I told him, I'm like, hey, you're still going to have some expenses, but I have another owner that's going to pay for some of your travel expenses. I'm going to pay for your tickets. You know, it, whatever you want to do, here's the classes that I would recommend. You, here's a couple options. Like I told him, I'm like, I don't want to, because he asked me, like, which classes should I take? And I said, I'll give you options. I don't want to be your sole provider of information. I want you to take what you feel like you want to take. Um, so, and that's what he did. I gave him multiple options and uh, he picked classes and we registered him and all that jazz. He seems like he's super stoked about it. He's messaged me. Like we texted back and forth several times. He talked to his wife and his family and they were all for it. And You know, I, I, we've, we catch flack sometimes because we put so much on the group and so much on the podcast about attending events. Right. And, and I always make fun of or pick back and saying, well, you know, anybody who doesn't get to go, of course, you'd be mad about it. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just a sad reminder that you're not going. Uh, but that being said, like the reason that we do that, because that, that's where my business changed. Right. And and it was just luck of the draw, man. It was absolute luck of the draw. And, and we had a meeting yesterday about ASTE. And I was telling the board members how important it is that they engage with the people that are there and shake their hands and talk to them and be there to support them and tell them that we care. Right. Because we have a very active <clears throat> board of directors and they are all interested in helping other shop owners and helping technicians and helping improve our industry. Like, you know, what changed my life was when I walked through that door and that man was standing at that door and walked out and shook my hand and said, Hey, I see that you're a shop owner, but you're taking technical classes. Why? And if he had not done that, if he had not said, I want you to take some management classes, dude, I would not be here right now. I'd be turning a wrench somewhere bitter and peed off about something. Right. And I'd so still be it, here. I'd still be doing the podcast. And everything <laughs> well, everything idea, would be so the yeah. same. I yeah, mean, well, had I just not Lucas, <laughs> yeah, just minus because I well, I took. I don't remember if I when I went to AST, I took some technical classes, but I took a couple management classes. But when I won the scholarship, obviously, I had to take all management classes, yeah. which was so much better. I wish I had done that the first yeah. trip around. And that's what I tell anybody that's a, a shop owner. I'm like, you need to take advisor classes and management classes. You yeah. need to get better on the counter because most of them are in my spot that I talk to where they're like a one person, two, three yeah. uh, person shop owners. And so they're still on the front counter. And most of us have no idea how bad we are on the front counter. I had no idea until I started taking those training classes. Boys, and I'm like, man, I, know. I suck. I am terrible. Man. Well, you know, what anybody was it? complaining we about uh, anybody complaining about all of the announcements needs to get off social media. The, well, you know, it, I, I've got they're, they're, they're engaging with the same like four people, and that's why you can't <laughs> post over and over and over again. It's like. It's like, okay, but if you knew how, how Facebook works, it doesn't push this content out to everybody. So we have to spam the group to get one more person to see the announcement. Yep. Sorry. You know, and right, we were both in a we were both in a thread the other day where they said that they had raised their prices 
and all of these things happen. You remember that thread? Yes. And they're yes, like, yes, oh, yes, everything's yes. unraveling and everybody's upset. And I'm like, dude, I so remember that. I so remember before I had some sales and some management training. I remember like the first time. And, and dude, I wake up in the middle of the night thinking about this sometimes. There was this guy and everybody said, hey, charge what you got in as far as hours and you got to charge a higher diagrate. And so I went through this car and like I'm, I've got my timer on and like I had to stop and do this and had to stop and do that. And I didn't reset my timer and I'm working on this guy's car and he's a really great client and, and whatever it was, I come back to it and I charged him like 400 bucks when I finally found that there was a fuse bad and retested the circuit to make sure it wasn't a load problem. You know, it's like $400 to change a fuse. And I'm like, I will know that is like ironed into my mind you know i hear his voice all the time and i'm like oh dude you know and so if and it hadn't been for those training classes to like teach me how to present that information and to communicate first and make sure i'm getting the approvals and setting expectations dude uh, that that's the most valuable thing you'll ever get right there hands down i like even like what we were talking about the networking like and I'll chime in and say that people complaining about hearing about the training events are goofy as well, because until you've actually gone, you can't say anything. Like you have no idea. Yeah. So like, because I've been there, I know the change. Nobody's paying me to say anything. I've never gotten one single dime from any of the videos that I've made. I know what it did for me and my business and my family, not yep. just me and my business, but the changes made for my wife and kids. Um, you know, like I constantly tell these owners, I don't want to get sidetracked. I better go back into this. Um, the, the, the networking is like Brian Pollock. We were in the chat group and yeah. he was saying like, he's like, Hey, I just got uh, X amount of dollars to just start on this vehicle. And I had a car in the shop. They had given me a eight by 12 with a long list of things they had already tried and done yeah. and replaced. And I was like, Hmm, dang, this is going to suck. And so I was like, you know what? I just texted her and I was like, hey, you know, with all of this stuff already done, you know, I went through the whole thing. I won't go through all that. But because I have had that training, I've gotten so much better on the phone and on the counter. And I did this through text. I didn't even talk to her on the phone. Actually, yeah. no, I did do it through text. And I said, you know, I'm going to need $500 to start on this car. I may not use it all, but I'm just letting you know, I need $500 to start. She said, how do I pay? That was her response. How do I yeah. pay? Yeah. I've never, ever done that in the history of starting my shop. I was terrified to ask yep. for anything more than an hour up front, unless it was like something that I'm like, hey, I probably should get authorization for two hours. Most likely. It's pretty rare that I need more than that. I'm working on Honda. So it's not like, you know, I get too heavy into Diag, but, um, yeah, and Are you I, saying Hondas don't break? Is that what you're trying to get at here? <laughs> oh boy, you're gonna make people when, angry. When, they don't have they do all break, the crazy. It's the same, yeah, it's the same three things that <laughs> fail. Like, uh, they don't and, break like like dodges. You know, so. in my my thought on that thread. Oh, hey now, now we are really hey now. <laughs> now now I'm getting upset here. Hold on now. It's always the rocker arms. The radiator is always leaking. <laughs> the, the thing about that thread was is like the the one thing that it made me remember the most was the confidence to present that. Yep. You know, just yesterday we had a gentleman in the shop and he owned a dealership in Orlando and he came up here and the staff, had, man, he fought them every step of the way, right? And he was, he he knew what he wanted and he was very exact and he was really, really assertive with that. He wasn't disrespectful, anything like that. It wasn't rude. It's just that, you know, with that experience and that training that I've been through, I walked up to the front counter and said, hey, Here's the price, and here's what we're looking at, and here's what's wrong, 
And, you know, if you need anything, let us know. Hand it to him. He said, order the parts. And my staff's like, oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> you know, like we've been fighting with this for hours. And and so the thing is, is like sometimes that confidence to put it out there and you know you're yep. doing what's right. If you go to a client, oh, Mrs. Client, I, oh, gosh, I really hate to tell you this. I'm really, I'm really sorry, but I, yeah. gosh, I think I'm probably going to have to charge you to do this. <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Because you're spending from your own wallet. Exactly. And you're, you're terrified that they're going to say exactly. no or something like that. I've been there, done that. I, I had the same exact situations of like people that work on their own cars. I was always terrified to like hit them with the price. I just flat out tell people up front now, like I can't tell you how many people I get every week calling me with their own parts. And I'm just yeah. like, hey, I make money on the parts. It's how I pay my bills. If you want me to charge you $300 an hour or labor, Every shop can do that. I'm like, but we make money on the parts, so I don't charge as much on labor. Either way, I'm making my money. I got bills to pay. It's expensive to run a shop. And they're always like, oh, I had no idea. Thanks for letting me know. Or, oh, yeah, I knew that. I was just trying to save a little bit of money. I understand you're trying to save some money, but let's say I put that on and it fails. Yeah. Well, if it fails a week later and you got to pay me to do it again, guess what? You save no money. You're literally not saving hardly any money. So, but you remember uh, the people don't usually, yeah, they don't take that time though that's the biggest thing you find out what you learn is how to better explain that stuff and you get faster like i used to spend 20 30 minutes on the phone with people now i don't spend very rarely over 10 minutes on the phone with them yes yeah actually explaining this stuff because i'm better at it i don't repeat myself i'm more confident because i've had more practice at it yep 100 percent. 100 percent. very nice Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.